0: Any news today, Tito, at all? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, Rosie, <laughs> that's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here just a moment. Regular season roundup.
1: Catch it, Rosie!
0: Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome
1: into episode number 12 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Jim Rosenhouse along with you following Thursday night's series opener. The Indians and the New York Yankees down a progressive field downtown Cleveland. A 6-3 to victory for New York. Sloppy game all around with errors on both sides contributing to runs early on. The Indians took a three-run lead with three in the first, only to see the Yankees tie it with three in the third. And Rugned Odor's two-run single in the seventh put New York in front, and they never looked back on the 6-3 to victory. The winning pitcher was Domingo Herman, his first of the season. Eraldis Chapman unhittable in the ninth inning, and Nick Whitgren took the loss for the Tribe. Now, from time to time on the podcast, we like to hear a replay, in case you missed it, of Tom Hamilton and terry francona on indians warm-up and it was tito's birthday yesterday his 62nd and uh, hammy joined him prior to the game to talk about the big series with new york
0: well hi again everybody with tribe manager terry francona this is tom hamilton welcome to the manager's show as the indians and new york yankees open up a four-game series first and most
2: importantly happy birthday tito thank you hammy i appreciate that i i told everybody today, I don't feel a day over 82. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: you could pick a better team to celebrate a birthday against than the Yankees, Terry. I I know they're scuffling, and, of course, in New York, it it feels like Armageddon when you talk to some of their people, even though we're three weeks in. Yet, my goodness, you look at this ball club on paper, and and you know they're not a last-place ball club.
2: Yeah, and the hope is, is you don't wake them up against you. Because, you know, we talk about it with our guys all the time. You know, players seek their level. And sometimes as cold as you get, you get just that hot. You don't want that to be against your team. Because at some point, they're going to figure it out. And like I said, it's our challenge to not let them do it against us.
0: When it was kind of like this a year ago, it was almost like, I hate to use the word, they were disinterested. But they didn't play real good baseball throughout the regular season, and they came to Cleveland for that playoff series, and it was hard to believe that that was the same club. I mean, some clubs can turn it off and on, can't they?
2: Well, and again, that, that that's not a – you try to stay away from that, and I'm sure they did too. But, you know, they've got a lot of guys right now where it's all or nothing. Uh, we're a little bit like that too. Um, the hope is, is we can go four days and – maybe have them more fall on the side of nothing than the all. Tito, with you saying
0: that, and I even heard somebody from the Yankees organization say, look, our philosophy is you're not going to string together four or five hits in a playoff game. You've got to get home runs. I thought that was interesting. That's their philosophy. Is that a club that is easier to pitch to with an all-or-nothing approach?
2: Well, but you know, Hammy, saying that, They've got guys in that lineup like LeMay, you, you know, guys that hit the ball the other way, or at least when they're going well, or Shella. Um, but they've also got guys, you know, like Stanton and Judge. That's why they're there. They're there to hit the ball a long way. Um, I think you try to take what, who you have and maximize what you have. You know, if you have guys that run, you let them run. If you got guys that hit it 500 feet, let them hit it 500 feet.
0: Tito, they're physically an imposing ball club. They've got a lot of large human beings. When you have a lot of young starters, can that physical presence of a Yankee ball club be a little intimidating? Does it keep you away from maybe pitching inside?
2: I hope not, because if you if it does, you're in trouble, because if you let these big guys get their arms extended too much, they're gonna hurt you, and and I. Don't think. I think our guys, even though they are relatively young, I think they're not afraid of a challenge. So I think they'll be okay.
0: Tito Jordan, Luplo has earned more playing time against right-handed <clears throat> pitching, hasn't he?
2: You know, Hammy, I just didn't want to get in the way of him getting hot. You know, sometimes, you know, we've played him in the past and, and he's, he's come up, he's got nicked up. But when he's swinging it like he is and he's so dangerous right now, I don't want to be the one to get in the way of that.
0: What have you seen from him, Tito? Is there anything different this year than in the past against right handed pitching?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, our, our hitting guys, Fanbo and Vic, they've always contended that he can hit play every day. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe we had somebody else here that did, you know, where complimented him real well. But you know we've tried to leave him in games when he started against lefties to see if he can handle a little bit, and he's showing that he kind of can. Now again, we you know we have a med also, so we're trying to kind of figure out ways to keep everybody mm-hmm. engaged and productive, and, and and not overwhelm somebody and not play somebody else.
0: Aaron Savali tonight, uh, I would think he's a guy that could give a Yankee lineup fits with his ability to command the ball and. and- throw so many different pitches.
2: I hope so, Hammy. I hope you're right because, again, you don't want to be the team that lets these guys get hot. And and so that's that's. – I'm glad Savali's leading us off. I think he'll be fine.
0: It's the Yankees. It's April. Does it still seem a little more special when they come to town?
2: You know, Hammy, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees. I yep. mean, you know, when you go to New York, you kind of know you're the only game in town. But I guess I get revved up whoever we're playing. I just, I've just i always felt that way. Whoever's in our sights, that's what's important, and I think it's the healthiest way to go about it.
0: That's Tribe Manager Tito Francona before tonight's first game. The Tribe and Yankees coming up next on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.
1: So there you have it, a lot of insight into what makes New York, even with a poor record coming in, worst in the American League, a dangerous ball club, and we saw that play out on Thursday night at progressive field well wrapping up this uh, edition of the podcast we had a chance to visit with Carl Willis earlier in the day on Thursday the Indians pitching coach has uh, done some nice work with some excellent staffs here the past several seasons and he talked about first Shane Bieber and the improvements he's made after one of the best years in Indians history on the mound a season ago and a Cy Young year for Shane Bieber
3: you know, Rosie, he continues to impress with with his maturity. And I thought that during spring training, um, you know, Biebs managed himself very, very well. You know, like a again a, a veteran beyond his years. But you know, he he went through a progression with his pitches. Um, you know, he pitched games in spring training where he didn't use his cutter. He focused on his slider. He focused on his changeups, you know, trying to, you know, just work and get all the pitches uh, where he wanted to get them while sure trying to compete, but, but knowing that he was getting ready for a, a regular season and, and, you know, now that the season has begun, um, we're just seeing all those pitches, um, you know, come, come together and, and him being able to to go out and be himself and use all of his pitches and attack, uh, you know, how he likes to and, and different ways if he needs to. And uh, I just think he does a tremendous job and, you know, in his preparation and, uh, and taking care of himself.
1: Aaron Savali also off to an extremely good start. After making some significant adjustments, and, and maybe before we talk about how they've come into play How significant were they? Is it a major change what he's done or is it just kind of some tweaking that's really helped him?
3: Well, you know what? I I, I don't, it's somewhat major. I mean, you know, he, he changed his arm action, Um, you know, really it was delivery based, um, but it created uh, a bit of a shorter arm action um, and it has created, um, you know, different profiles to his pitches. And, you know, again, going back to spring training, um, it was almost an educational period of time for, for all of us, but more importantly for Aaron to, um, to determine how those pitches work, how they work off of each other and where they work best. And, uh, you know, um, again, spring training performances, um, you know, can, can be misleading, you know, either way you know, both good and bad, but certainly, uh, as the season has started, um, you know, through three starts, we have certainly seen, uh, some positive returns, uh, as to what Aaron has, has gone and worked so hard in the off season with, and, uh, and hopefully that that's going to continue.
1: And when you look at it in terms of pitching in today's game, so much of it, velocity based, and that's fun, but, uh, is it also enjoyable to watch a guy like Savali, who, who really is a craftsman out there on the mound and uses all his pitches?
3: You know what? It is. Um, as a, an older pitching coach now, having done this for a while, um, you know, it's truly enjoyable to to watch a guy pitch and 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 move the baseball, use all the quadrants of the strike zone, um, you know, tunnel pitches off of each other and, and create different movements, Um, you know, Hey, the power in the game today with the high velocities you see and and some of the, you know, the depth and, and lateral movement, some of the breaking pitches you see, I mean, they're, they're, they're really nothing short of unbelievable. I don't know how else to describe them, but to, to see a guy go out and, and truly what I call pitch change speeds, change locations, change eye levels, um, it's, uh, it's really enjoyable to watch.
1: Logan Allen going tomorrow night, and first time this season he'll be looking to bounce back from a, a shorter appearance. Uh, he's made so many strides. Uh, kind of interested to see how he handles that, that first rough start, which there are going to be a few over the course of the season?
3: Yeah, we sure are. And and as you said, they're, they're going to happen. I mean, you know, more times than not as, as the season progresses and you go through the rotation, Um you know, you're in a good spot if, if, if you only have one starter who, who maybe is is going through a rough patch or a rough period. Uh, certainly, Logan uh, had really, really an exceptional spring training. And, uh, you know, his, his first couple of starts of the season, um, you know, had some problems, you know, with his pitch count in the first inning. But after that, settled in and, and uh, you know, did his job. Um, and and now he's, he's had this first – tough start uh, there in Cincinnati so you know keeping him grounded um, helping him to understand okay it it was a tough day there were some things that maybe we can address but at the same time we don't need to you know do a complete 180 and and make a major adjustment here uh, is very very important so um, yeah that's that's going to be a big start for him and and uh, I think to this point um, the work he's done between these starts uh, should put him in a good good situation.
1: What were you able to address with him that, that maybe didn't go as well as the first two starts for him?
3: Well, I, I think, um, you know, to Logan's credit, uh, you know, he, he was concerned about the first inning uh, of the previous two starts and just how he was coming out of the bullpen, starting the game and maybe not feeling like he, he was on top of things. I think that he uh, he got in a situation where he he, he focused so uh, intently on command that, uh, you know, he, he, he was not really going after guys with his best stuff uh, and trying to marry those two together with being under control, yet, um, you know, going after guys with your stuff. Uh, and, and I think what we saw happen is uh, in him trying to maybe dial it down a little bit early in the game to to uh, navigate that first inning a little more efficiently, um, he, he lost his delivery a little bit. And there were a couple of things that we were able to identify. And, uh, again, nothing major, but hopefully, uh, you know, a little bit of a change of mindset um, will we'll correct those things.
1: And with Tristan McKenzie, what are you seeing with him so far this season in, in really a very young major league career and experience-wise, innings-wise in the minor leagues, he, he was held up due to injuries. As he gets deeper and deeper in, into some innings, what are you seeing that, that you like so far from him?
3: Well, you know what? It, honestly, there, there are two things that, that stand out. Uh, the ride he, he gets his fastball uh, and, and then uh, the ability to, uh, to change eye levels with his curveball. Uh, those two things. His slider was a big part of his game last year, still is. Uh, I think we're finding that there's a lot of value to his curveball um, because it plays so well with his fastball. And, and there's, you know, been seemingly a lot of talk, um, you know, a, about the fact that you know his velocity. He's averaging around 91. Um, you know, there there's more in there, uh, but at the same time, what you don't really see, uh, unless you're looking at, you know, the data that we're able to get back is, is, is the profile of those fastballs and how those fastballs are moving and what makes them different from a normal fastball. So while, you know, we're not seeing 95, 96, which we, we may see, we may not, we're still seeing a fastball that plays above its velocity, uh, and it's given the hitters a tough time.
1: Zach, please, Zach, really first time, gosh, in his career almost where he's had a, a tough couple of starts, uh, more so two starts ago. But uh, what do you see progress-wise from him after his last start? And and uh, what did he maybe get away from that, that caused him to have some trouble?
3: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, his first two starts of the season, he, he did some, such a good job of commanding the baseball and, uh, and getting the pitches to the areas of the strike zone and beyond that, that we were targeting. Um, He, he lost a bit of that command uh, in the game in Chicago. Um, I feel like um, he did a better job with it. um, The next go around against the White Sox here in Cleveland, Um, you know, unfortunately, and the game, particularly offensively, um, you know, mistakes uh, really cost pitchers these days. And, and uh, I really felt like Zach made some adjustments. He showed some very good improvement. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, that second start against the White Sox, when he made a mistake, they made him pay. So, um, you know, as we're always trying to do, eliminating mistakes and, and, you know, gaining more and more consistency, particularly with the location Uh, of our pitches, you know, with our stuff. And uh, as you mentioned, listen, you know, this kid's been here for, this is his third season. It's the first time, you know, he he's gone through a couple of rough starts like this, maybe to this, uh, you know, extreme. Um, And it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough for veteran guys who've been in the league for years and years. So, you know, keeping him positive, keeping him to um, continue to be that aggressive, Bulldog mentality with some swagger on the mound, uh, that's very important. And, um, you know, I I think we'll see Zach come out of this.
1: And, uh, Carl, looking at the bullpen, we won't go through everybody, but just that back end, um, Klasse and Karinczak, two big power arms back there. And it seems like they've been decent, especially command-wise, as much as velocity is important for them, it, it seems like that big key that allows them to take that next step is command of that velocity would that be a fair statement
3: yeah no doubt about it you know and 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 to start with with class a you know i mean this is something that stood out you know we didn't get to really see him pitch at all last year even in spring training and the velocities you see um when when you look at his delivery uh and then you look at how he commands those velocities i mean it's really special it's it's a very efficient effortless delivery and you know we're seeing 100 to 102 almost at times. Uh, yet he he throws a lot of strikes, uh, and and I think that uh, that does make it very difficult for the hitter to, to have to deal with with that velocity. And, and his slider is is very much improved and is very much a weapon. Um, you know, in terms of, of James, um, you know there were times in spring training uh, again where the the command issues surfaced and lengthy outings and uh getting himself into trouble but um as the bell is rung here and the season has started um you know we're really seeing him do a good job of establishing the strike zone very early on in the outings and um you know with with his fastball and his curveball when when he's in the strike zone um i I can tell you it is it is absolutely it's fun to watch It's 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 uh it's an explosive fastball it's it's a breaking pitch that you know is late with um you know a, a lot of deception to it and uh if we can just keep him and, and he's doing a really good job right now staying on top of his delivery t- staying on top of of uh you know how he's trying to attack when when he's in that zone um you know it, it's a good feeling
1: well good stuff Carl as always thanks so much for coming by appreciate it
3: all right Rosie good to see you man
1: Always great to visit with Carl Willis with some excellent insight on many of the Indians' pitchers. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report, episode number 12, regular season roundup. We'll be back at it again soon, but thanks, as always, go out to Bart Swain, Austin Controllers, Corpberry Trip, and Indians PR for keeping this thing moving in a positive direction. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. As always, thanks for downloading the Rosie Report.
3: This has been the Rosie Report.